Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I feel like making the devil mad early in the service. Praise God. Can we just one more time just give God a great big hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I want to welcome our online audience today. We are certainly glad to have you. Uh, best way to follow along is the YouVersion Bible app. The notes are right there. Uh, we're glad to have you. Thanks for joining us online today. I want to thank you all who made it out physically into the service. It's good to see you all. Everyone looks great this morning. Amen. Say thank you. Amen. I said everyone looks great this morning. So everyone should say thank you. I mean, you all look marvelous, fantastic, excited, on top, victorious, overcoming, the head, above only, never beneath. You look like more than conquerors this morning. You, you look like the devil should have never came your way. You look like you're getting ready to kick some devil butt this morning. Is that the right group I'm looking at this morning? Man, this is a good-looking group. Well, we're in week four of 40 days of community, and I tell you, I'm just excited to see what God is doing in all of our lives. Of course, the first week we talked about uh, how to live connected. The second week we looked at partnership, and then last week we looked at what builds and what destroys relationships. And really at the core of last week's message, what destroys relationships is selfishness, right? Usually that's at the foundation of why all relationships are destroyed, some form of selfishness. And then when relationships are built, how I many know there's usually selflessness present? Someone in that situation is willing to be a giver instead of a taker. So, of course, all of this information is building. So today we're going to talk about growing together. Growing together. Let's look at our foundation text in Romans chapter 8, verse 29. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Romans chapter 8, verse 29 says, For he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. So our destiny then is to look more like Christ. I mean, your destiny is not to become the best business owner in the world or the best at whatever craft or whatever. I mean, your destiny in life is to look more like Christ. And when you look more like Christ, everything else takes care of itself. He says here that we're destined to, to be, uh, from the beginning, destined us to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Now, whether you all realize this or not, and we don't always see it this way, but you are my brother in Christ, and you are my sisters in Christ. And we are all brothers and sisters together in one family. Now, the way we approach that a lot of times is the, the way we have relationships with our own siblings. I mean, if that relationship or those relationships weren't right, they sometimes translate into the kingdom of God, right? But in reality, folks, if your brother or sister is not born again, I mean, I'm more your brother than they are. 
because that blood is what unites us. I need somebody to say amen in this place. Right, and when we get a revelation that we're all a part of one family, we should start treating each other differently. Now, while we were on earth, God wants us to get ready for heaven. How I many you know earth is preparing us for heaven? I mean, a lot of the way we act right now, we can't act that way in heaven. And so earth is developing us and preparing us for eternity. So he wants us to grow in character, and he wants us to grow spiritually. But the reality is none of us can do that by ourselves. I mean, I can teach on the subject of love, but you won't grow in it until you're around other people who, who are hard to love. I got great revelation on the subject of love, but if you're all by yourself, you're not growing in it because you can't grow in it until you get around people. So then, how do we grow spiritually, right? How do we help each other grow are two significant questions. We must have other people in our lives to help us grow. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, and I want to read it out of the Amplified. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, the Amplified says, Therefore, encourage and comfort one another and build up one another, just as you are doing. Now, it's easier to tear down. It takes more character to build up. I mean, we're quick to want to tear down, real slow to want to build up. But real Bible character is quick to build up and slow to tear down. How I many of y'all agree with that statement? So the, goals of, the goal of 40 days of community is learning how to love, learning how to love each other. How do we make the decision to love other people and then help them grow? Folks, I've got news for you today. The Bible is not about a book of rules. It's not a book of rules. It's a book about relationships, right? And sometimes, right, we, we're trying to follow rules with no relationships. And I'm telling you, it's relationships over rules. Legalism preaches rules. Come on, somebody. Grace is always going to impart relationship. Now, let's look at five different ways we can help each other grow. Five different ways. Number one, by affirming each other's worth. Everyone in here has value. Whether someone has ever told you that or not, I came to tell you today, you are valuable. You're valuable to yourself. You're valuable to your family. You're valuable to the kingdom of God. We need you. God needs you. Your family needs you. This world needs you. When you and I affirm other people, we're doing something that I describe as incredible in this world. We are showing love. We are ministering the way Jesus would minister. We are doing God's work in the land. We are representing God. We are showing the world a little bit more about what God is like, right? How do I make the choice to affirm people in everyday life? You'd be surprised. Today, it is very difficult for people to compliment someone else, and it is even more difficult to receive a compliment themselves. Literally, today, if you compliment someone, they're thinking you want something from them. What are you up to? 
kind of hard to even get an honest relationship going because we don't believe the intent is sincere. If somebody says that you look nice today, that has to translate to something negative. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good early this morning. We're very seldom just say thank you. Somebody speaks to you. What are you? I don't know you. See, a lot of what happens out there in our upbringing shows up in here. And so we're getting ready to get a culture shift. Do you know the person sitting next to you right now? If you don't, introduce yourself. Why you been sitting there that long anyway and hadn't said anything? See, now you got to teach people. Hello, my name is. What's yours? Because that's uncomfortable for people. Now, let's look at from the Bible what this looks like. Go with me to Philemon uh, chapter 1. And if you're still, if you're not using an electronic device, it's going to take you a while to get there. Philemon. <laughs> Go to the table of contents in your Bible and look for Philemon. It's just one book. Philemon chapter 1. I love this story because this is literally Paul affirming Onesimus. Right? Watch this. In Philemon chapter 1, verse 8, Paul says here, Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you what is fitting or what is the right thing to do, yet for love's sake, I'd rather appeal to you being such a one as Paul. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. The aged and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. So Paul is older and he is in prison. Now notice what he says. I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten while in my chains. So then if he uh, caused him to become born again while he was in jail, I mean, it's safe to assume that Onesimus was probably in jail with him. Is that a safe assumption? All right, let's keep reading here. So I begotten him while I was in my chains, who once was unprofitable to you, but now it's profitable to you and me. Folks, I came to tell you today, everyone needs a second chance. Everyone needs somebody to believe in them who was once unprofitable, but can be profitable in the future. Folks, I came to tell you today, I have not always been profitable to myself. I have not always been pro profitable to God. I have not always been profitable to my family. I have not always been profitable to anything, but somebody believed in me. Some coach saw something in me. Some boss gave me an opportunity. Somebody hired me at Ford Motor Company. Keith Butler saw something in me and gave me an opportunity to be in ministry full time. Somebody said this man was once unprofitable, but he can be profitable again. <laughs> Folks, I'm telling you today, your story is not over. Your best is not already in your past. I'm telling you, your best is in your future. And whatever you were in your past, you can be profitable again. You can be profitable today. 
everybody needs a second chance in life. Stop writing people off because people didn't write you off. The only reason you're sitting in this service today is because when you were at your worst, somebody kept praying for you. Somebody kept encouraging you. Somebody didn't give up on you. And because nobody gave up on you, let's stop giving up on other people. Everybody deserves another chance. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah in this place. Onesimus was once unprofitable. But Paul says, I've begotten him. He, he got saved while we were in prison. And now he's profitable to me and to you. Everybody that goes to prison is not a bad person. I mean, you can make a bad decision in a moment that can change your life. The reality is, man, I've done some stuff. You've done some stuff. Don't sit out there and look like you've been praying in tongues since your mother's birth, filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody, you've made mistakes in life, and life could be different. Somebody didn't give you a chance to be profitable again. Showing acceptance. Romans chapter 14, verse 10, the Amplified. So we've got to make the choice to lift people up. Listen, I came to tell you today, you'll never get up high by putting other people down. I'll say it again since I only got three amens. You'll never get up high by putting other people down. You got to make the choice to lift other people up. Romans 14, 10, the Amplified says, but you... Why do you criticize your brother? Or you again, why do you look down on your believing brother or regard him with contempt? Why do you despise and look at him like or her like they're less esteemed? Who are you? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God who alone will judge. And I've come to learn over the course of my life, the more you judge other people, you're telling more about yourself than you are the people that you're actually judging. Because while you've got one finger pointing at you, them, you've got three other ones and a thumb pointing right back at you. Folks, we've got to stop all of this criticizing. Stop looking down on people. We've got to find the good in every person because there is good in every person. So even if you can't find it, then say nothing. Don't criticize. If you can't find something good, then don't say nothing at all. But I promise you, if you look hard enough, you can find good in every human being on the planet. I mean, you know, there are going to be people in your small groups that you have a hard time accepting. I mean, you know, there are people in our family that we have a hard time accepting. My God, forget small groups. There's people like right, living right in the house. Come on, somebody. Right at the family get-togethers. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody help me this morning. And you're going to have to learn to find the good instead of always focusing on the negative. Always looking to criticize, minimize, put down. How can we tell when we've accepted someone? We stop insisting that they be just like us. See, that's a real problem. When everybody don't think like you, then you shut them out your life. 
Everybody don't see it the way you see it. Then all of a sudden you don't want nothing to do with it. That's when you know you've grown. You start valuing diversity. Diversity of thought. Diversity of color. Hello, somebody. Diversity of life experience. You know when else you realize it? You realize it and rejoice in the fact that we are different. See, we're never going to grow until we learn how to accept our differences. Folks, I came to tell you there's not going to be a white section in heaven. There's not going to be a black neighborhood in heaven. There's not going to be a Hispanic neighborhood in heaven. So if we're practicing on earth for what heaven should be like, then we've got to learn how to get along right down here on earth. We've got to learn how to value each other right down here on earth. Number three, by showing attention. Number one, by affirming. Number two, by showing acceptance. And number three, showing affirmation. How we doing on time? We okay? Say, take my time. Say it one more time. Say, take your time, Pastor. All right, we're going to run this service right into the next one. I'm only kidding. By showing attention. Go with me to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Let's look at verse 10. So we got, how do we do this? We value people, right? How do we do this? We affirm them. Thank you. We accept them. And then number three, we show attention. How many of you know everybody needs attention? How many of you know when people are acting out, the reason they're acting out is because they need attention? I always tell my wife, you see me just slopping around and I'm not right and, and, and my attitude all off? I just need a little attention. It ain't that deep. It's one of two things. I'm either hungry. It ain't that deep. It ain't that deep. You don't even need to pray about it. I'm telling you, it's one of two things. Let me get back into the message. Somebody in here know what I'm talking about, though. And all the husbands said, it ain't that deep at all, I promise you. What's wrong with him? He just hadn't been himself lately. Well, when's the last time we, uh, that's what's wrong with him. He ain't going to be right. Galatians 16, the Amplified, showing attention. So then, while we as individual believers have the opportunity as individuals, then let us do good to all people, not only being helpful, but also doing that which promotes their spiritual well-being. And especially be a blessing to those of the household of faith, born-again believers. Folks, I, I summons you and I submit to you today, we're supposed to treat each other better than we treat the people out in the world. It's amazing. We get to work and we are just the most polite people. Hello, somebody. And we get home and what's going on? Or we come to church, right? We, we've got to learn how to do better to each other, right? Especially when we get an opportunity to help somebody grow spiritually. We're talking about growing together. Show people attention. General principle, whatever we pay attention to is going to grow. 
Listen, husbands, wives, listen, there's no sense in thinking the grass is greener on the other side. The grass is greener because there's water in their grass. If you want your grass greener, start watering it. It's a general principle. Whatever we pay attention to is going to grow. So the greatest gift of love we can give is focused attention. One of the greatest ways to value someone is by looking them in the eye. When you look another individual in the eye, you are saying, I value you. Think about this for a moment. God pays attention to us so much that he says, the very hairs on your head, I numbered them. And in my case, the hairs that used to be on my head. He still know what that number is. I always tease my kids. I always tell them, you got your hair from your daddy's side of the family. And then I always say, you'll never know because you've never seen what's up there. So just believe that. God shows so much attention to us that he pays attention to every single follicle of hair on our head. That is the essence of relationships is that we pay attention to detail. We value each other. Folks, the greatest gift you can give another human being is not money, not cars, not clothes. It's not any of that. The greatest gift you can give another individual is yourself. So I want to challenge you this week. I want to give you an action step. Look for opportunities to show attention to the people in your life. Pay attention to them and make opportunities to show attention. How many of y'all are going to accept that action step today? How many of parents can do that with children? Children can do that with parents. Husbands can do that with wives. Wives can do that with husbands. Friends can do that with each other. We can practice that in our small groups. But this week as an action step, look for an opportunity to show attention to the people in your life. Go out of your way to show them attention and do something special. Number four, by showing affection. How many of y'all know we're not affectionate people today? I don't know how you grew up, but, but the way I grew up, you weren't allowed to show affection. Like we would get a whooping and then be, we were yelled at at the same time, you better not cry. Now you're ripping the skin off my leg, but you're telling me I better not cry. Come on, Al, you know where I'm, somebody in here know where I'm, where I'm coming from. Anybody here know where I'm coming from? You're getting a whooping and saying at the same time, and you better not cry. And just skin ripping off my leg. There's a lot of stuff, right? Growing up for me, if you show affection towards a female, then you commit consider soft. Don't get caught walking down the street holding somebody's hand. I can go on and on and on. So much so it all carried over into my marriage. At the beginning of our marriage, she called me the most callous and hard individual she had ever been around. You ever just go to bed and all you see is your spouse back? You look over there and the back just bowled over. Just, right? And then she had to start teaching me what affection looks like because I didn't know. You don't mind me just being honest with you here. 
right? A lot of other people like that out here too just don't want to admit it. Being affectionate doesn't make you soft. It actually makes you more of a man. But then let's look at the other side of that. Praise God for that. But then let's look at the other side of that. Sometimes a female can be hurt by so many different things that she becomes hard and calloused and closed up. And can't nobody get to her. Physical touch, we were made to be touched. Touch your neighbor. Watch they get offended. Just put your hand on them. Watch this. Did somebody do like that? Did somebody, did somebody go like that? Hey. So that makes us uncomfortable. Why are you touching me? Right or wrong? Come on, don't let somebody touch you that doesn't know you. Like, hold on, wait a minute. You don't know me like that. Pack up, player. Let me show you how shallow I am as a human being. Show you how shallow I am because other cultures do things differently. So I'm in the gym and this guy been observing my behavior. A Caucasian gentleman observing my behavior and I obviously had identified that I must be a certain kind of way. <laughs> so I'm in the locker room. I come out the shower. All I have is a towel on and I'm sitting on the bench guys in here be able to relate to this because this is a violation. It's a violation in my culture. Uh, listen to me. He came and sat right next to me. Listen to me. And his leg touched mine. Listen, it was instinctive. I was like, hey man, what you doing, man? Move over. It's a whole bench right here, man. Move down, son. I'm just, I'm just talking about my shallowness. But let's be honest in here. How many of y'all would have did the exact same thing? As soon as his leg touched mine, that was a violation right there. My elbow went up. I shoved him down the thing. And I said, hey, man, what you doing, man? It's a whole bench right here. Scoop down. True story. He scooted right back down, and you know what he asked me if he could take me to breakfast? Because he has some questions about God. I felt about that big. But see, in their culture, they talk face to face. They get close to you. They're intimate. They're affectionate. In our culture, you get that close. Hey, man, back up, man. You don't need to be all that close to me talking to me. So, so now in order for us to learn how to value each other, I got to learn how to deal with people who, talk, who are different than I am, who talk closer to me in my face. Because it would be wrong for me to try to make him like me because he didn't have my upbringing and he didn't have my issues. It was sincere and pure on his end. I was the one that had the issues. Physical touch. 
We all need touches in our lives in order to grow and to be all that God wants us to be. Romans 12.10 says, Be devoted to one another with authentic brotherly affection as members of one family. Give preference to one another in honor. Folks, we are family. We are all in the family of God. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. Stand up and give somebody a hug right now. Shake somebody's hand. Man, do something. Be affectionate. Stop sitting there all hard and... Doesn't that just feel good? Now, can I ask you a question? Lift your hand at me if you're sitting around somebody that didn't move. Lift your hand at me if you're sitting around somebody that didn't move. Just go touch the person that didn't move and, and tell them it's all right. It's going to be okay. Thank you. We're all at different levels. Number five, and we're going to close right here for today. So your action step this week is to show in that category. Show someone you love them by showing affection. Listen to me. Every day this week. Every day. Touch them. Hug them. Grab their hand. Do something to show affection towards somebody that you love. Every day this week. That should be easy for husbands and wives. I know you're mad at him right now, but it's going to help you grow. She looked at me like, I'll start next week. I'm going to pull off of that one. Let's keep going. <laughs> Number five, by showing appreciation. We affirm each other's worth with appreciation. Appreciation means, listen to this, to raise in value. We raise a person's value to us and to others every time we appreciate them. Everything we appreciate increases in value. Isn't that good? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12, the Passion Translation. says, Dear brothers and sisters, make sure that you show your deep appreciation for those who cherish you and diligently work as ministers among you. For they are your leaders who care for you, teach you, and stand before the Lord on your behalf. Show appreciation. So this is what I want to challenge you all. How many of y'all have children in, in the nursery or linked up kids right now? Raise your hand. Before you leave this building today, walk over there and thank somebody for keeping your kids. See, we take all of this for granted. We just come in and out of a building and we don't even realize. You got to remember, you dropped them off because you needed a break from them. So you know what they're dealing with over there, right? Promise me you'll do that. Don't leave this building today without telling somebody thank you and I appreciate you. How many of y'all have kids in the plug this morning? Go over there and find that leader or leaders within that department and tell them thank you. I appreciate you teaching my kids, taking care of my kids, praying for my kids. 
You know who some of the most underappreciated people in the building are? They're out there on that parking lot every single week. And people come and people go and nobody says, I appreciate you. Nobody says, thank you. Nobody says, your value. These music department, this music department, they work their tail off every single week. Musicians work their tail off. Singers work their tail off. Find somebody in that music department and say, I appreciate you ushering us into the presence of God. I appreciate you allowing God to use you to create an atmosphere where I can find God and hear from God and get my heart right. Folks, we need to show more appreciation for each other because whatever we appreciate increases in value. Now, I want to single out two people today. Because what you all don't realize, folks, and I'm winding down, what you all don't realize is that we almost didn't have church today physically in this building. There was a water main break that went out on yesterday. And you know when it was fixed? At 8 o'clock this morning. Which means we had two employees that never went home. Johnny Walker and Sam Thompson. They still haven't even been to sleep yet. He's sitting on the front row. Sam is still out there serving. Come on, somebody ought to help me appreciate. Now listen to me. I've been in ministry full time for 25 years. I can count the people on less than one hand that would have did that. They would have said, I'm not going to put more in this than the pastor is. That would have been their attitude. If he had home sleep, and I'm going home to sleep, not realizing I wasn't at home sleep. I was up praying. So you need somebody spiritually doing the work, and you need somebody physically doing the work. But that's the kind of stuff you would have heard. But I obviously got two grown men that's spiritually mature around me. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. That valued your life and you being able to come here and get what you need today. So they sacrifice theirs. Okay? Now, now, hold me accountable. But I'm going to do something so special for you and Sam. And I'm talking about something you wouldn't do for yourself, for both you and Sam. Watch this video real quick. Show the video clip. Just fits right here. When we're laying on our deathbed, you're not going to worry about how much money you had, how much power you had, how much prestige. You're going to see that that was all game, that that was all an illusion. The only thing that's going to matter is the impact you had on other people's lives. We are all on a separate journey. 
But the beautiful thing about our life here on this earth is at my funeral, they ain't going to talk about my success. They're going to talk about who Nick was and how Nick lived and how Nick loved and encouraged. Success is incredibly important, but even more important than success, it's having an impact. It's knowing you haven't walked the planet in vain. It's knowing that because you've been here, you've blessed lives, you've developed people, and you have made the world a better place. The effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. Everything you gain in life will rot and fall apart. And all that will be left of you is what was in your heart. Life is a mirror. And life gives us not what we want. Life gives us who we are. When you were born, you cried while the world rejoiced. Live your life in such a way that when you die, the world cries while you rejoice. think I need to say anything else after that folks let's all stand to our feet it's so important that we help each other grow this is so much bigger than just you and me what God is trying to do folks is help us impact something that's far greater than ourselves so before you leave today I want you to find three departments to appreciate that impact you. Maybe it's the hospitality when you came in. Maybe they made you feel good. Maybe it was the parking lot ministry. Maybe somebody's watching your uh, kids today. But I want you to find three departments today before you leave this building and show them that you appreciate them. And then this is your challenge for this week. I want you to show acceptance to someone that's different than you. Someone who doesn't look like you, doesn't come from where you came from, but show them that you accept them exactly for who they are. I want you to give attention to someone that you have neglected. I mean, y'all, we all have someone in our life that we have neglected. I can think of someone right now. We all have someone. Give attention to the person that you neglected. This is all in your book. This is all in your small group material for this week. Third challenge this week is be more affectionate towards your family, your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers, and your small groups this week. Be more affectionate. It's so easy to be standoffish. It takes character to be affectionate. And number four, go over the top in showing appreciation towards other people. Become a person who lives full of gratitude. Take nothing for granted. Everything that you have is a gift from God. You might not have everything that you want, but there are a whole lot of people in this world would just love to have what you have. 
and you ought to be grateful. Somebody ought to lift their hands right now and just thank God for everything that you have. Practice appreciation this week. You know, as a parent, it's just so hard to give people more who don't appreciate what they already have. It's nothing that disappoints a heart more than when you see a lack of gratitude. Nobody's perfect. If you leave this church and go somewhere else, you're going to find out everything wrong over there too. Because that's who you are and that's what you're looking for. So you will find it. All we're trying to do here is be a group of imperfect people trying to follow a perfect God and grow closer together. And that's not going to always look pretty. But in the times when it doesn't, that doesn't mean we need to divorce each other. I just need somebody to be grateful one more time in this room. Just say, thank you, Father. Come on, thank you for everything that you have, everything he's given you, every opportunity you've been presented. Come on, the job that you have to go to on tomorrow, the home that you'll go to when you leave here, the car that you'll go out and drive. Come on, the food that's in your refrigerator. Just be thankful. Instead of focusing on what, on what you don't have, be thankful for what you do have. I'm done today. Everybody just look up here at me for a moment if you're watching.